Our gospel lesson is from the ninth chapter of Mark's gospel, verses 2 through 9. Hear the word of God. Six days later, Jesus took with him Peter and James and John and led them up to a high mountain apart by themselves. And he was transfigured before them, and his clothes became dazzling white, such as no one on earth could bleach them. And there appeared to him, them, Elijah with Moses, who were talking with Jesus. And then Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, it is good for us to be here. Let us make three dwellings, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He didn't know what to say, for they were terrified. Then a cloud overshadowed them, and from the cloud there came a voice. This is my son, the beloved. Listen to him. Suddenly, when they looked around, they saw no one with them anymore, but only Jesus. As they were coming down the mountain, he ordered them to tell no one about what they had seen until after the Son of Man had risen from the dead. This is the word of the Lord. This is my son, my beloved. Listen to him. You don't have to yell. Sometimes yelling is the only way to get some folks to listen. My father had a mastoid operation in his ear, taking out the hearing in one ear, and I don't know how much hearing he had in the other ear, but it was not much. And so the television in our home was always cranked up so loud that our neighbors had an extra set of birds in their yard. It was loud. So in order for my father to get the message, every pet, every appliance, every one had to yell. (laughs) Communicating only with a yell. You know, a yell is reserved for saving a life. Watch out! A a yell is reserved for the burning of a finger. Ouch! A yell is reserved for anger. I told you to take the garbage out. The body knows this. And so yelling, I love you! It just doesn't have the same je ne sais quoi. But one has to yell sometimes to get a message across, to get people to stop and remove from their life what they've been hearing, what they've been doing, and replace it with something, well, in this instance, with something that God wants. And doing that is darn near impossible. You got to feel for God. I feel for God. God has a difficult time getting the message across to us. You know, when I'm at the table and we are having communion and I read that great prayer of thanksgiving, it often reads to me like our inability to hear over and over and over again. Did you notice that? God said in the garden to do this and we didn't do it. 
God said, Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God is one, and you are to love your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and all your might, and, and we didn't hear it. God sent prophets, and we didn't listen. Finally, God sent his only son, and even then we chose to hear our own voices rather than God's. We listened to our own voice to get people to stop and remove from their lives what they're hearing, what they're doing, and replace it with what God wants. Mark's gospel shows this over and over again. What God wants us to know is that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Listen to him. That's the point of Mark's gospel. This is Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Listen to him. And it's not a once-in-the-lifetime listen. When God said it in the Greek many years ago, God used the present imperative active, which is the same that tense that my doctor uses when he says, stop eating. And I said, I did. He said, no, forever and ever, amen, stop eating. And do I listen to him? Well, what do you think? <laughs> it's hard to listen. The disciples in this gospel, and only in this gospel, they never listen to him. Jesus says he's heading to Jerusalem to suffer and die, and they're arguing over who's going to sit next to him upon the throne in Jerusalem. They're not listening. When a crowd of 5,000 people appear, the disciples say, send, send, send them home, teacher. There's, there's no food out here. And Jesus says, you give them something to eat. And they say, well, how are we going to do? We can't just, we're going to rob a bank. What are we going to do? And Jesus rolls his eyes and takes a few scraps of bread, and, and the multitudes are fed with leftovers. And then, not long after that, a crowd of 4,000 people. Oh, they're going to starve. What are we going to do out here? What are we going to do? Are gonna do? Well, and, and Jesus rolls his eyes, breaks some bread, and feeds 4,000 people with leftovers. <laughs> they don't listen. And the next thing, the very next thing, they're in a boat with Jesus. And they're grousing with each other. They're... Rah, 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 rah. And Jesus says, what are you grousing about? And they said, we're hungry. We don't have any bread. They have a bread-baking machine in the boat. And they don't hear it. Wow. Listen to him. When Jesus asks his disciples, what have you been hearing from folks out there about me? His disciples say, well, some people say you're John the Baptist. Others say Elijah, still others are the prophets. But, but who do you say that I am? And Peter says, I know who you are. You're the Messiah. Oh, you're right. 
Then Jesus says, you know, the Son of Man's going to be handed over. The Son of Man's going to suffer and die. And Peter says, no, no, mm -mm. I forbid it. And Jesus yells at Peter, get behind me, Satan. To get people to stop and remove from their life what they're doing and replace it with something that God wants, it's darn near impossible. But it sounds to me loud and clear that God is yelling, yelling to his favorite disciples, Peter, James, John, you, and me. We're the only ones on that mountain. Get this, he says. This is my son. The beloved, listen to him forever and ever. Amen. What that means is that we're going to have to remove those other voices we're listening to. Who told you that it was perfectly okay? on this day that the Lord has made to belittle people. Who told you that? What have you been listening to? Listen to him. Who told you that you can treat people less because they're not from around here? Who told you that? Where did you pick that up? Listen to him. Who told you that I was a nationalistic God? Where, where, where have you heard that? You didn't hear it from me. Listen to him. Who told you to distribute love with an eyedropper. You didn't get that from me. Who told you that the one with the most toys wins? Who told you that it's all about running for Caesar? Who told you that it's about the stock market and only about the stock market and that's how you figure out what your pulse is and your temperature and your smile or lack thereof? Who told you that it was all about playing it safe? Who told you that it's about arming yourself to the teeth? Who told you that? God's prayer. Listen to him. And you are. You are. You have a vision for this congregation. You've told me that. And that vision may be as simple as saying, 
We're listening. Because this vision of yours came out of the pandemic, exhausted by all the voices screaming, and you said, we need to hear some God voice. In a world full of chaos, we need a direction to go. And so we're going to listen to you, God. We're going to hear your word. And then we're going to live out your word forever and ever and ever and ever. Hallelujah. Amen. In a world that has little desire for God, we are going to be the love of God. Think about that. There are people in this world who don't believe in God, don't know God. The only experience of God they might have, you. You. In a world that makes divisions faster than a hot knife through butter, we're going to listen. And we're going to be ambassadors for reconciliation. The hard work. The hard work. Listening. 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 How are we going to be God's people? In a world that's filling itself up with the artificial, we're going to be the real and transformative power of God. We're going to change. We're going to change this place. In a world lost in the dark, oh, we're going to shine. Starts now. Landed starting on Wednesday, as Guy said, and I was in a meeting a few weeks ago, and uh, it was almost just going to be a meeting a few weeks ago. You know how that is. How many of you have attended a meeting that you don't remember? My gravestone is going to read, he met well. That's what I do, meetings. I'm a Presbyterian. Well, at that meeting, Devin Childers said, you know, I don't want to head into this Lent giving up chocolate. What if we added some God into our lives? What if repentance isn't about feeling bad. What if repentance is turning our lives towards God and giving some good news? What if we added in some mission and ministry? And I said, Devin, we're just trying to have a meeting here and just get out. I mean, what if God said, you give them something to eat, And we did. What if we turned off the radio on the way to work 
and filled it with a prayer. What if we decided to share our listening ear with a complete stranger? What if we added a little time in our lives to call up a ministry and say, here I am. Send me. What if we listened and we added a cross on our way to Jerusalem? Well, you're going to hear more about that in the days ahead. You're going to hear more about that in the days ahead. You're going to hear, you light, you reconciler, you who shine, you who love. You're going to listen to him. You're going to listen to him. You're going to listen to him. I love you. God doesn't have to yell that to you, does he?